Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Broncos Avenue podcast. This is Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram. I'm joined by my co-host, Trayton, today. And we are also joined by a very special guest in Quinn Miners, offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. You know, enjoying enjoying this weekend. Um, I wasn't able to make it back home, you know, have Easter with all the family, but I was able to catch up with them, you know, with FaceTime and stuff. But yeah, no, I'm hanging out here in Denver and just enjoying the, the first phase of OTAs. Yeah, how was that? How was that first week uh, with the you know Russell Wilson, all the new additions? Like, how did that go for you? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you can you know look at all the other inter, you know interviews and media that the guys are doing, and pretty much exactly what they're saying is is kind of what's happening. You know, it's you know when you have a bunch of new things, you can feel the excitement around definitely. So you know you can just. I mean, it's just OTA, so everyone's just kind of getting familiar with each other. We're working out, spending some time together. So I think it's a, I think OTAs are really important, you know, especially when you have a, you know, kind of almost a new team feel. You got to really build that, you know, that that team. I was going to say, I think it's really important to, you know, get those first steps in building that new offense, especially with like the new faces and building that chemistry. So that that's great to hear that, you know, I'm sure there's like a different vibe around the facility you know, getting to know all these different guys and just learning the playbook with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a lots of, lots and lots of new, of new faces, you know, most of the, and only a couple of coaches, you know, are part of the previous staff. So, I mean, it is a lot of, you know, getting to know people and, and just, you know, figuring out, you know, who you're riding with, you know, this, this next season. Yeah, and I'm glad you touched on that because, I mean, the, just the atmosphere, I, I can tell from everywhere. Just even watching NFL Network, it's like just the the whole vibe and atmosphere around the team and the Broncos in, the, in, in general now is just so different. than it, I mean, it just changed in a matter of no time. That's what I, I, I love to see that. I can tell the players are already really locked in. I, I love to see that. Love to hear that there's a new vibe and better atmosphere around the whole organization. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm obviously still young to this entire thing, so I'm just kind of taking each new experience and taking it all in and using it, you know, to hopefully help with with whatever the next experience is. Because you know, a lot of these guys, you know, are coming from different teams and have gone through many different coaches. This is still kind of, you know, I just got introduced to a new staff last year, and now it's gonna, you know, kind of another new thing for me. So, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of taking it all in and you know, trying to get to know everybody. Yeah, and see, and that's where I wanted to. I wanted to ask you, since you are you are kind of new to this whole, with it, you, you just going into your second year. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit in, say, college and high school. Like, when did you first discover your passion and love for the game? Oh man, I mean, I would say, I mean, as soon as I could walk, I I loved this game. You know, thing growing up. You know, back home in Wisconsin, was watching the Packers game as as a family, um, and I was just I was just enjoyed the game. You know, 
I was doing organized flag football in first grade. And then until I got to pads in fifth grade and I just, I just kept playing football just because of something. Um, I think one, I was kind of like naturally good at and two, it was something that I just always had a lot of fun with. And that was one thing that a bunch of my friends always did together. So, you know, we had a tight knit group and we played, you know, tackle football together from fifth grade until high school. And then some of us were able to go play in college. And, and so I've, I've played football. I mean, my entire life, I think it's, you know, for a lot of guys. So I, I just, I truly uh, love this game. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's, I, I love to hear that because I, and I really love those stories when the love for the game develops like really early on and you have that driving passion for it at a, at a really young age. Um, and around when did you come into your own as an offensive lineman? Like, did, did you play any other positions in high school? And like, when, when did you really solidify yourself playing that position? Yeah. So in the, uh, in our youth football program, they had a uh, weight limits for a certain position. <laughs> so, um, I always kind of showed up heavy and if you show up heavy, you're, you're automatically put into the lineman category. So, um, I, there was obviously times growing up, you know, in, in middle school and stuff like that, where it was kind of, it was kind of almost rough being an offensive lineman because no one really, no one really cared or, or knew what you were doing, but as I, you know, was, was getting bigger throughout high school, I really embraced the position and, you know, it, it really is its own kind of, kind of niche, the offensive line, not only like community, but just, you know, the way people play it. And there's so many different body types and different people. And it, it really resonates and all the offensive linemen, you know, can get together. We all go through the same struggles um, every single day on and off the field. Um, so I think that's when I really fell in love with being offensive lineman and also just kind of embracing the fact that, you know, I'm a bigger person was, was in high school. I was going to actually point out, you know, like you have a really good story. I know a lot of fans talk about it, but, you know, going from being like a D3 athlete all the way to, you know, going to the league, did you ever like experience any doubts that you would possibly make it to the NFL if you mind sharing and if so, like, how did you overcome them? Just like going through that whole process and like, what were you thinking, you know, being a D3 athlete and possibly making it to, you know, profession, the national professional league? Right. So, you know, you're already at a pretty significant, you know, disadvantage coming from division three. I'm not saying what was me or anything like that. It's just yeah. the way my path kind of happened, but, you know, I mean, I've, I've told the story a lot and, you know, people haven't heard it. Um, so basically I was going, getting ready to go into my senior year at Whitewater and my season got canceled. So that was when doubt really started to, to first happen is when our, my, my senior season was canceled. Um, and then when I decided like, all right, I'm going to declare for the draft and hopefully get into one of those uh, bowl games, even more doubt was starting to creep in because now all the bowl games are starting to get canceled. Um, luckily the senior bowl didn't. In and obviously, you know, a lot of people know, know of who I, because of the the senior bowl so oh yeah that's my first shirt about you yeah I had a lot of I had kind of a lot of doubt um uh, between that period of time between getting the senior bowl invite and my uh season being canceled um but I guess you know what I did to um I don't know I guess ease my mind was you know I I just understood there was a lot of things I couldn't control and what I could control is how worked how hard I worked every day in the gym I know it sounds cliche but that was that was really how I lived my life and um this wasn't like a not this wasn't like a just a random all right I'm gonna declare and see what happens no this was a very calculated decision um 
on my side of things, you know, my, I talked to my family a lot. I talked to my agent a lot. Like there's a whole group kind of decision to, to make the, the, you know, make an educated decision going forward. But yeah, once I got the senior bowl invite and was able to do my thing down there, a lot of the doubt went away instead of, instead of pre uh, senior bowl, it was, you know, uh, if I, I, you know, am I going to get drafted? Maybe. And then after the senior bowl was like, all right, now when, when am I going to get kind of picked up? So just kind of, able to ease my mind a little bit more, obviously. Yeah. And going off of that, and I, I actually remember, uh, I remember around, around the senior bowl, I know it was, uh, last year's or not last year, but the year before's draft season. Um, and I remember listening to an interview that you did on the two for one drafts podcast with Austin Gale and Mike Renner. And I really, I loved hearing about that, like about how you kind of operated and worked and, and just playing in division three and like the jury, like your journey compared to a lot of other prospects. And um, I, I just, I, I, what, what is the transition like from playing like the locker room environment to being in the games and going up against an NFL competition, what is that transition like? Especially from being in D three, and now you're—I mean—in such a short, short span of time, you're a crucial contributor in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, even to just before before we wrap up the Senior Bowl stuff, I've never played center in a live competition live competition until the Senior Bowl. Um, wow. I've only started Whitewater. Never have any history of center ever in my entire life. I taught myself how to do it um, in my backyard. So, you know, I, you know, get drafted and, you know, I come to rookie, rookie mini camp and, you know, they go, all right, yeah, you're, you're going to be playing center for quite a while now. And it's like, all right, well, this is going to be quite the transition again, trying to learn uh, NFL, uh, trying to learn a new position in the NFL coming from division three and then also not playing a season. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I took, I took a lot of those things with, with, with positivity and just willingness to learn. I think that's, you know, the, the biggest thing is you got to have that, that willingness to, you know, put yourself in those uncomfortable positions. And I understand that being an interior offensive lineman, it adds so much value of being able to snap the ball. Um, so that was, a, that was a huge thing for me. Um, I kind of got, I kind of got lost. What was, what was your main point of this question? Sorry. Um, like what, what is the transition like from playing, from playing in D3 in college to being a, a crucial contributor on an NFL team gotcha. just from the locker from the locker room environment to being in the actual games going up against NFL competition. Yeah, I would say, you know, locker room wise, I mean, I would just say most football locker rooms are, are pretty, pretty dang similar. Um, so like that wasn't, it was, it was just definitely different, especially being now in a locker room with, with guys that, you know, you used to collect their cards of and like stuff like that, you know, I'd say hi to Von Miller every day or, you know, someone, Wisconsin here as a fellow Wisconsinite so just to be around people like that was was really, was really cool and especially with the wide array of people that you know have played 10 years and also to rookie there's that that meshing point so I'm able to kind of talk to a lot of different people see how they view things and that was another way I was able to learn I enjoy um you know picking people's brains and seeing how how they decide to do something as, as far as it goes for playing um, I mean, that was definitely a, a massive adjustment. Um, I mean, the Whitewater Stadium, max capacity, like 15,000 people at a game. Um, I've never had to go silent count in my life until the NFL. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going against completely different athletes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. 
honestly, training camp was, I mean, we, I mean, we have one of the best defenses. So being able to go against our defense every day was, I mean, great for my development because I'm able to compete every single day with guys, you know, Mike Purcell, Deshaun Williams, um, Jones, um, I mean, Von Miller, when he comes across a twist in the beginning of the training camp and stuff. So like there was, I mean, I'm going against great, you know, players and also the linebackers, Josie Jewell and, uh, and uh, AJ. So like, I mean, I couldn't have been better. I was, I was able to use those tools to, to learn and, and really prepare myself. I mean, every week I was preparing myself to, to go into the game. Um, and then obviously at the, at the end of the, the last half of the season, I was able to play and I thought I was able to improve consistently, you know, each week and, you know, keep working on things that I was struggling with. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Like just to put it at it, like, I, I know you're t- earlier you're talking about just missing that whole season, just to put that into like perspective, like, missing that whole season. I know you talked about like not liking what your, um, your tape in the previous season looked like, and you wanted to improve more, show more to the NFL scouts and to get that like last shot at like the senior bowl and just like dominate and make your, make a name for yourself. I know that whole video went out with like you knocking over trees and stuff. And then to like coming out and being like, all right, he's going to be a center. Like, and you learning center in your own backyard, like, at a like NFL level and just being asked to play that after you played guard for like the majority of your career, that's pretty insane. And now like even looking at, you could possibly be our future starting guard to like, so to have a jump like that and like work as hard as you have, that's extremely impressive. And it's something you're not, you don't definitely don't see any day. So talk, speaking of your rookie season, just a fun, you know, quick question. Just want to ask you, like, what was your favorite moment from your rookie season? Like what's something that stood out to you from the rest of uh, the memories from, you know, that 2021 season? Yeah, there were, you know, honestly, there were a lot of good, good moments. Um, But I would definitely say the one that sticks out to me is definitely, it was definitely the last game of the year against the, against the chiefs. And that was, that was one of those games where it was, I was finally, it was things were starting to click like a lot more. Yeah. And I think people were able to notice that, that, you know, I was able to just be more consistent and I was finally starting to get into a point where it was like, all right, now I'm starting to recognize defenses. I'm starting to understand, I'm starting, I'm starting to understand things a lot quicker. And then now I'm starting to see the game within the game things, you know, linebacker, you know, how, how they're playing the defensive line. So I was able to kind of access another, another dimension to the game. And I was felt extremely comfortable and then I also had some side motivation that game um, because uh, I found on social media the night before that uh, uh, Chris Jones needed a sack in order to get like a million dollar incentive. And I was like, <laughs> he's not making a million dollars off me. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. I didn't even know that, that. That's awesome to hear. Um, yeah. it was definitely, I would say that because of how confident and comfortable I was finally starting to feel in an NFL game. Yeah, and I like that. I, I, I'm glad you touched on that because I think it's really important to use like little things like that. Uh, to I, I think it's great when you can use those little things to help motivate you and give you give you a why when you go and attempt to do something, whether it's playing in an NFL game or really anything. I, I think that's a that's a pretty good motivating factor. And um, transitioning, I, I I wanted to ask you how, like how much how much of a, like, does your diet and um, training and things like things of that sort, how, how, like how big of a factor does, does that play in your, in your career as a whole? And just, and one thing I wanted to touch on, do you change your diet from the off season to the, 
to the NFL season. Do you, uh, do you modify that based on what time of year it is and what, what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, diet's a, diet's a great question. I mean, um, that was part of the reason why I wasn't happy with my junior film is that I just was kind of looking, I was kind of looking gross, but I mean, there's only so much you can do eating, uh, college, (laughs) college, uh, you know, cafeteria food, but no diets, diets, um, extremely important, especially, you know, every training session you go through, you can only do as well as you recover from and, and nutrition is a huge part of, is a huge part of that. So, um, you know, during the off season and stuff like that, you know, I'll kind of, at least this is my first real, first, you know, off season. So I kind of, I gained a lot of weight pretty quickly right after. And I was just, I took some break, took some breaks and then kind of had some of my, my cheap meal food that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I start getting into a regiment, I mean, it's, it's rice and ground beef and some type of vegetable or rice and chicken. And then I fluctuate, um, depending on if I'm trying to lose gain or maintain weight, how much, basically I just, I'll add more vegetables if I'm trying to lose weight. And then if I'm trying to, you know, gain weight, I'll add more rice. So, um, I, for me, I need the feeling of, of being full. And if I don't, I'll be snacking and then that'll make me gain weight. Cause obviously when you're snacking at night, it'll make you gain weight. So I mean, when you're having tons of lettuce or spinach, those are some of my top ones. It'll make you feel full, but it's not a lot of calories. Um, during the season, um, I mean, we have a, a great staff of chefs that make us great food all the time. Um, so now I'm really able to pick and choose and eat a well-balanced diet. Um, there's something I was learning about as the season was progressing was we have a lot of these little like vitamin shots. Um, so, you know, I'm drinking cherry juice, I'm drinking vitamin C, ginger, and that's just to kind of help with the, the bodily inflammation and then also just to make sure your immune system is healthy because, you know, with the daily grind of, of practice and lifting weights and stuff, and then maybe as it starts getting cold, you know, I just want to keep, make sure that my immune system is, is healthy and my gut health is good. And I'm just staying consistent weight throughout the year. Yeah. I think that's like a, those are like really good tips and advice for, you know, up and coming high school offensive linemen, you know, for anybody, you know, in high school or even in college, just trying to progress your way up to becoming an elite offensive lineman definitely will like uh, be important to take that into account. And also I wanted to um, chip in early on. I want to ask this question. What were your thoughts? Like when you uh, saw that you were drafted from the Broncos, like what, what was your initial, you know, thought, you know, George Payton's calling you or where, whatever, like the Denver area code, like what, were your, what was going through your mind? Yeah, that was a, that was definitely a, a wild night for sure. Um, I remember, you know, sitting there watching, we kind of had a couple spots where we thought I might get picked up. And then um, as the, as, as the round was concluding, I was like, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna get picked up. Like we were looking at the teams and we we're like, I don't know if any of these teams need an interior offensive lineman. And then all of a sudden the Denver area code picks up and I just sit there. I, I kind of looked at my phone and it rang like two or three times. My agent, my agent was like, pick it up. What are you doing? <laughs> in the moment for a second um then yeah once I hit once I hit um you know the green button put it on my ear I really can't remember what happened but when I re-listened to the old thing I remember just telling George I was ready to pound the and rock <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's so awesome and there's even yeah. the there's even the clip of um all the front office executive members watching you hit trees and everybody's laughing and that, I remember that's one of the first things I saw. Like they started playing that even on like ESPN. Start immediately started showing those highlights. That the whole thing went viral. I thought it was just really cool. And I actually want to transition to the next uh, question. 
Um, in terms of just like on the field production, what are your goals for this upcoming season? What do you see yourself accomplishing? Uh, myself, you know, I, I have, I do have, you know, a solid amount of, of, of personal goals. And those are, I think it's good to set, um, you know, like personal goals, but team goals, and then also long-term and, and short-term, yeah. um, I guess to, to get into a couple of them, um, my, I guess a short-term goal is to, you know, solidify, solidify my spot on, on this team. Um, you know, it was kind of, you're the backup kind of fill in and I want to be able to, you know, solidify a, a spot, um, wherever that, wherever that may be, wherever it may take me. Um, I mean, obviously as a team, we're repping it every single day on our shirt, win the West. Um, and I think another goal that I think every offensive lineman has going into the season is to not allow a single sack. I love that. And for, you know, for any offensive lineman, you know, that's, that's the least you can, you know, hope for, but that it's going to take a lot of hard work. And I don't, I definitely know if anybody's going to be up to that job, it's going to be you. And, you know, I'm really excited to see what you're going to bring to this team. Um, we saw definitely when it comes to get, delivering those pancake blocks, you're definitely someone to do that for this team. It's really fun to watch too. Like not, I feel like offensive line don't get enough love, you know, and when you make highlight plays like those, I mean, you, you even won, um, I think it was with Mike Boone, the, uh, what, what do they call it on good morning football is the angriest runs of the week or whatever. Oh yeah. I was just getting ready to bring that up. Yeah. That was a, those highlights were fun to break down for sure. But yeah, I definitely agree. If offensive linemen don't get enough love, and you guys play definitely one of one of the more crucial roles on the team. Yeah, it's definitely a, a you know, it's one of those positions that, you know, only the people that play it for the most part understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why you know offensive line rooms and offensive linemen are just so easily able to connect with each other because we understand you know what's happening, and I think it's one of the one of the most misunderstood. Um, positions, you know, when people are, are trying to review it, you know, via social media or whatever. Yeah, you know, and to, ch to chip in on that, I, I think something that's uh, some terminology that they use is I, I feel like offensive line and corner are almost the same. It's one of those positions where the less you're talked about, the better. Because usually, usually when it comes to positions like that, unfortunately, the only time they get talked about is when you're uh, when you're not doing something right. But I, I was, and especially with that Good Morning Football segment, I was really happy to see that you were getting some love. Yeah, I mean, the guys, the guys in the NFL that I've learned, I mean, we all know who the good ones are and who the not so, you know, good ones are. I mean, obviously everyone's great. I mean, obviously everyone's good because they're in this position and playing, but we all know who is who, you know, offensive line, defensive line wise, because I mean, we're all always studying each other. Oh yeah, for sure. And to kind of, to kind of branch off on that, what's something that it, that inspires you and motivates you to improve every single day and get better? It was something early on installed, instilled in me, um, even at Whitewater, our head coach, you know, he always was talking about getting 1% better. And I think that's kind of, you know, a common, a common thing, but I mean, he really meant it when we're going through our stretch lines, he'd be walking through each of the line and asking every single one of us what our 1% goal was for each practice. Um, and I think going into practice with a purpose is, is massive. I mean, people always say, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And 
you know, when it's all said and done, I want to say that I've got to the best of my ability. Um, and I think that's, you know, having, having no regrets and really, you know, pushing myself to, to be the best that I can. Cause I mean, one of those long-term goals, you know, hopefully, I mean, I think everyone wants to put a gold jacket on eventually. I mean, at least that's how I feel. I mean, that's, you know, it takes, and it takes the daily, the daily things, you know, when it comes down to the nutrition, the sleeping and, and making sure you come into practice every day, having a 1% goal of, of what you want to get better at. I like that. That's a really interesting uh, way to put that. And it's, I, I like that perspective a lot. 1% better every single day. Yeah, I, like that. I, I like it too. Just, I'm sorry. Just, just cause like, you know, if you just think about it, you know, in simple terms of like, you know, every day, if you can get 1% better, it's not too much to ask of yourself to get 1% better. You're not asking for like a huge step, you know, uh, like a huge step right away. So for you to get better, better each and every day, even if it's just a little bit fixing those small little fundamental things that could really, really, uh, you know, you can help you work on your craft a lot and get better, you know, at right. Yeah. You just, that one percent when you get when you do get that one percent better it's in practice and yeah uh, of course as a young player a couple times it did happen in the game but it's one of those things where i'm gonna you know obviously learn from that and i'm never gonna get i'm never gonna get beat in the b gap again in pass protection <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and i like that perspective too because that kind of goes back to what you what you said about having short-term goals because i'm i'm a firm believer of the short-term goals help you achieve your long-term goals. And I think that just getting 1% better every single day, that helps you achieve your long-term goals and gives you, gives you a why and a drive to do what you do. Right. And I mean, it gives you the, you know, if you're trying to do something new or trying to get better at something, you got to work on your weakness. Like, you know, you get to your, you get to the one-on-ones or the team drill, you're going to be like, all right, during this team drill, I'm not going to do blank or I'm going to do blank. And you're going to work as hard as you can to do those things. You know, it might not look the prettiest, but you're going to try it at least, at least get better. Cause I think, you know, practicing with a purpose is massive. I like that. And so for your final question today, I want to ask you, what was, I got to ask you, I even asked this, uh, I asked Deshaun Williams, the same thing. What was your uh, reaction when we traded for Russell Wilson? Like, and also like, how did you find it out? Was it like on the TV news, like just a reaction, how you found it, how you found out and just like, immediately immediate thoughts and also like when when was your uh first time talking to russell wilson if if you had yeah so i was i was in wisconsin at this point i think i was still doing stuff around the the new condo that i that i bought out there and i got i got text i got a text message from like a couple of my my good high school friends yeah Um, they're like they're like russell wilson question mark and i was like what (laughs) I said, what? And they're like, yeah, you guys got Russell Wilson. I was like, really? And I went on Twitter and saw it. And I was like, I mean, I was just kind of in shock. I was like, all right, well, I, I guess that's what's happening. So, um, yeah, I got the, got the confirmation. And it was, I mean, it was one of those moments. Like, I mean, it's, it's go time. I mean, I just, that's the way it felt like to me. Like, it's go time. Like, let's, let's go do this thing. Cause um, that just sets, that just raises what the standard of, of what we're trying to do you know it was already high just you know uh, being a denver bronco the standard already is really high but now the standard just got you know lifted up even more uh, once hearing about about russell um and then i think like first time talking to him um 
was probably, I think it was through like a Zoom, a Zoom call that we had and he was just kind of wanting to get familiar with some of the faces. And that was when he was uh, with the guys out in, in uh, training with the wide receivers and stuff. He just wanted oh. to kind of together and talk. Yeah. And that's gotta be crazy. Cause like, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, I mean, that's, that's Russell Wilson. So like you're literally blocking for him right now, like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So mm-hmm. to get, you know, to find out that news that you, they, you know, Russell Wilson is a QB now. That's, that's gotta be pretty crazy. You gotta be pretty pumped for that. Yeah, definitely really pumped for sure. I'm excited to keep, to keep working with him. All right. And um, is there anything else you want to add Trayton? Nope, I think that'll do it. Yeah, dude, it's super fun talking to you, man. Like, I mean, you're you're a cool ass dude. That's that's an understatement, at least. I mean, super excited to watch you this season. I'm rooting for you. I mean, I really think you are the future of this franchise. And you know, this I, I like what you said. You know, about this team always having a high standard. And you know, now it's more of a sense of urgency now that we have all the right pieces in place. You know, we have a new head coach. Um, everything's there to succeed. And I'm so excited to see you be a part of the process. Um, I also uh, wanted to chip in earlier um, to congratulate you on your engagement. That's really awesome. Really happy for you. Yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we've been together for almost six years now. Yeah, we met in, met in high school. I mean, we've gone to the same school, but we actually started dating in high school and then we went to Whitewater together. Um, then, yeah, now we're out, now we're out in Denver together and we, we both thoroughly love it out here. And so, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really happy to, you know, be spending the rest of my life with her. That's awesome, man. That's just to see it, you know, have a story like that and see you guys super happy. That's, you can't ask you for, for nothing much more. So um, anything else you want to add? I think I'm good, man. I think that was, that was good. I mean, give us another little insight on, you know, your, your, your uh, followers and stuff and kind of, you know, what I'm, I guess my mentality on certain things. And, you know, I'm obviously a pretty low key person on social media. Yeah. I try, um, I'm not going to be super out there. So it's definitely cool to be able to talk to a, a platform like you guys that do shine a light on us all the time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for being on, man. Yeah. You know, and that's why we like doing these because I, I think it's really nice to get the player perspective on a lot of things just like the the things that we debate about on this podcast every time we we upload we we debate about the the league the locker room the all all these things that we just talked about and i think it's really nice to get a player perspective on some of that stuff yeah for Uh, sure all right so with that being said um this is quinn miners of the denver broncos joining the broncos avenue podcast uh, couldn't be think couldn't be even more thankful for your time being here with us. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you with the uh, rest of your career with the Denver Broncos. And that's going to be it for today's episode. Make sure you check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And have a good rest of your day. Go Broncos.